This is literally everything, 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 everything. It's time to cut off all communication with the outside world. Dust off your old VCR and gather your collection of mixtapes. Then tease those bangs, put on your favorite pair of leg warmers. The nostalgia bug has bitten and we're here to scratch the itch. I'm Erin. I'm Odell. It's time to go back where we belong. What up, 80s nerds and Erin? <laughs> nerds? <laughs> that was such an insult in the 80s. Nerd. Nerd. What were the oh other gosh. 80s insults? Dork. Dork, yeah. I mean, it was all like, it was an attack on the smart kids. <laughs> <laughs> and then people realized, oh, the smart kids are actually the ones running things. <laughs> right. Maybe we should try to be that. Well, now the nerds and the dorks are the ones running around with Trump 2020 flags <laughs> on their trucks. <laughs> yeah, those are just the idiots. The I assholes. had a dream last night that... This guy who his wife, we all, I mean, is very vocal about being a Trumpster. And then she got divorced. And we all, of course, assumed that the husband was like, this is real life. We always assumed the husband was a Trumpster as well. Right. You know, well, I had a dream last night that he was not a Trumpster, that I was out alone on a street and a rain cloud was coming toward me like, aggressively really <laughs> like just you class. specifically just me <laughs> and i ran into a parking garage and he like showed up to save me from the rainstorm and he was so cool and he looked like the guy from game night the dumb one <laughs> and he was so lovely and then i was calling everyone and being like he's not and then obama called me to tell me that his wife this guy's wife who is very much a trumpster was sentenced to some federal crime and serving 30 years. I love that Obama called you. He called me personally. And I think it's because I watched that first episode of, I'm, I've seen the whole series before, but Fleabag. And she I masturbates to Obama, to a speech <laughs> <Right>. of his. <laughs> and I think that that's why he was in my dream. Nice. Because I was watching it and I was like, oh, how I miss that voice. Mm-hmm. Like, we just have old, old men talking right now. Yes. I miss that youthful voice of a yeah. man in his 40s. <laughs> I had a dream that um, Oliver Hudson, I met him. I don't know why. Oh. He asked me out on a date, and I was like, but you're married and you have kids. He's like, no, we just got a divorce. I'm into guys, and I want to date you. And I'm like, okay. So he's like, come over to, I know. So he's like, come over to my house tonight. You can meet my mom. And I'm like, fucking A, I'm going to meet Golden Hawn. Right. So... I went over to his house and him and Goldie Hawn were laying in bed cuddling. He's like, there's Ew. one thing you have to know is my mom sleeps in the same bed as us when we're dating. And I'm like, oh, I love Goldie Hawn, but I don't know if I we can go like that far. <laughs> something she would do. Right. <laughs> is that weird? <laughs> I totally feel like that's something she would have done. And she's like, come on, honey, come in, oh, take yeah. off your clothes. And I'm like, mm, no, I don't think no. so. <laughs> Thank you, Private Benjamin, but no. Yeah, no. No, 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 no. That wouldn't happen. Right. So today we're going back to 1990, the year of my graduation. But just really quick, little announcement. We've decided to make this podcast just a summer podcast, just to yes. give us some breathing room. We've been podcasting for almost, what, three years, four years? Since 2020. So three Since years. summer of 2020 is yeah. when we started our true crime podcast. And we only started out of sheer boredom. Yep. And being stuck in our house, this was mm-hmm. the perfect thing to do. Yeah. And while we enjoy podcasting, it's just like we would like to do some other things. So we've decided maybe we'll record during the winter, air it during the summer. Give us some breathing room. And who knows? Maybe we'll just decide, yeah, we're not going to come back. But you won't care because it'll either be a nice surprise when we do come back or you just won't know. Exactly. Either way. I think it's so a great today, idea will be the final episode of season one of Back Where We Belong. Maybe the only season of Back Where We Belong. We'll see. I will say that the friends I have who have listened to this really enjoy the Same trips here. back in time. Yes. It's a good one. It's, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun revisiting. And I think if we just record during the winter when we can't really do anything else anyway, 
Right. So we start like when it's the end of January, when it's just everywhere, regardless of if you're in Texas or here, because Texas, it's cold and rainy. Here, it's typically cold and snowy. So right. we're inside anyway. We'll just knock out some episodes. Yeah. And we'll be good to go. So easy peasy. Yeah. Yeah, it is enjoyable. I think we're ending on a great, great movie. We are. We are. I, f- I finally watched it yesterday. I just realized yesterday, I was like, oh, shit, I haven't watched the movie. So I watched it and then a little you know, red, white, great. royal blue yesterday. What? I just watched it yesterday. I thought you were going to say, I just watched it this morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If I wasn't hosting, it would have been this morning. Yeah. In all honesty. So we're going back to 1990. This was the year that I graduated. But okay. I was already, I had graduated in May. So I was already right. out, did not go to college. I was still living at home. I was working at my aunt's cafe. Mm-hmm. Kind of being a bum, <laughs> to this be honest. This was December of 1990 specifically. Yeah. A lot of people, including my oldest daughter. So the movie today is obviously, it's Edward Scissorhands, which yeah. we announced last week. And my oldest daughter, I was like, do you want to watch Edward Scissorhands with me? And she was like, no, that is a Halloween movie. I am not watching it. And I think just because Tim Burton, Tim Burton, yeah. Halloween, I mean, you and this guy with scissors for hands. And so she had it. She's never seen it. That's how she has it in her mind. And I was like, mm-hmm. uh, jokes on you. It's more of a Christmas movie. Right. And she was like, well, then why do you think I would watch it now? <laughs> that doesn't help anything. <laughs> I love that she follows the rules so much that she only watches yes. movies during certain seasons. Yeah, there's Is she afraid no, she's going to combust or something if she watches it? I, she just doesn't. It messes with her very So Christmas mind. in July on the Hallmark Channel would really no, fuck her up. No, she will not do that. I think I ruined her because I did her piano camp of Christmas in July, and we worked on the Nutcracker. Uh-huh. And ever since then, I feel like she's very much against <laughs> Christmas any earlier than Christmas. So yeah. So, so do you remember seeing this in the theater? I didn't see it in the theater. Okay. I did see it. It was like on HBO or something. And it was like six or six months or more later. Okay. Okay. I did see this in the theater. Uh And funny story about this. Okay. So this was December 1990. I was living in Chicago. I was playing Annie and Annie. Uh I was in the show with Anna Klumski. Uh-huh. Who during the run of the show found out that she was going to be playing the lead in My Girl. Right. Well, this is also the month that Home Alone was out. Right. We went to see Home Alone. I think that came out right at Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. I was there through middle of January in Chicago. Mm-hmm. We saw Home Alone every single week in the theater. <laughs> really? All the orphans and I. We were obsessed with it. And then finally, one of the moms was like, we can't do this. <laughs> Edward Scissorhands is out. We're going to that. We were so upset. We were like, oh, my God. We're seeing this, like, freaking guy with scissors for hands. And we could be watching Macaulay Culkin, who is going to be starring in My Girl with Anna. With our fellow orphan, yeah. Yes. And we had to go stop and see this other movie instead of seeing Home Alone in the theater next time. <laughs> So I was not looking forward to this movie at all. Well, I ended up loving this movie. Mm-hmm. One of the main reasons is the soundtrack by Danny Elfman. Yeah. This is a fantastic soundtrack. Yeah. So that's my experience of seeing it. It was smushed in the middle of a Home Alone marathon. I don't know how many times <laughs> I saw Home Alone in the theater. It was minimum of 10 to 12. Wow. Minimum. And then a parent was like, can't do this anymore. We've got to put in something else. And that's <laughs> yeah, how Yeah, I would got. have been that parent. Yes. It's very annoying. But yes, I loved this movie in the theater. I became obsessed with Johnny Depp and Winona Ryder, who were together at the time. Okay, um, I forgot they did. Oh, yeah. They were engaged. Oh, wow. He had his tattoo, Winona Forever. Which he then changed to Wino forever <laughs> when they broke up. He still speaks very, she testified in his trial. Okay. Amber Heard. Uh huh. Um, just testifying about her own experience that she had never experienced that with Johnny Depp, that they had had a very wonderful relationship. They were together like, they were engaged, I think, for two years. Wow. 
I'm surprised he didn't change it to Nona forever, because then he could have just said his, that could have been his grandma. But what if it wasn't his grandma? Well, he could have called his grandma Nona. I mean, if his grandma's name was Nona, sure. So. Well, no, some people call grandma Nona. Like, well, I know, but what if he didn't? <laughs> I never called my grandmother Nona. I feel like Nona. that makes more sense than why no. Even if you don't call your grandma that if you, and someone asks you about that, it's easier to say Why Nona. would I have Nona? I've never called my <laughs> Why would you have wine no. forever? If you enjoy wine, why not? <laughs> well, if you love your grandma. But your grandma's not Nona. <laughs> my grandma's Mima. <laughs> why would I put Nona there? Well, no, it but him. no sense. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what his crazy is. <laughs> Why would he put Nona for your grandmother? Maybe because it's not her name. I know, but I just feel like I would. I would just say it was like, oh, that's for my grandma. I wouldn't want. But wa- so wait, to you're doing Wino. it for other people? <laughs> yeah, just for to save face. I would. I would like people to. Well, think, then you oh, only have to cut off. Oh, I guess no matter what, you only cut off two letters. Right. But they, they'd be like, oh, he's sweet. He likes his grandma versus, oh, he, he's an alcoholic. But I mean, let's be truer to, to Johnny Depp. <laughs> All right. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. I mean, if you had a tattoo that said Nona forever, <laughs> I'd be like, who was that for? My grandmother. Oh, you called her Nona? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would just say, what yep. the hell? <laughs> I would just go with it. <laughs> I'd be saving oh. face. Interesting. I would totally lie. But then at the same time, everyone knew he had a Winona Forever tattoo, except you, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> yeah, everyone knew I had that. no idea. <laughs> oh, my God. No. <laughs> no. So, okay, this was released December 7th, 1990. That was mm-hmm. the... Uh, the limited release and then the big release was december 14th but i kind of went by december 7th yeah because that was in all the major cities and everything so leading up to that week on december 1st we had the english and french workers they were building the channel tunnel between england and france they met in the middle on december 1st i know isn't that when they met there i don't know if they had a picnic tattoos that said nona forever (laughs) (laughs) yes Yes, they did. See? And we were like, who was that for? Grandma! Why did you get a wino? <laughs> I would just assume they enjoyed wine. <laughs> How fun. However, that would be a problem, like, if you got sober. Yeah. But then I guess technically, you are an alcoholic forever. You're just in recovery. True. So anyway, it was two uncomfortable looking Englishmen and Frenchmen sitting there with flags from their countries. <laughs> Kind of smiling at the camera. Like, here, they had take also a picture so we can go home. Right. Exactly. Like, I'm in the middle. I still have to get out. <laughs> can we get this done? <laughs> Is my December car 4th, exactly. December 4th, due to the Persian Gulf crisis, gas prices, Persian Gulf crisis, gas prices <laughs> went skyrocketing in New York, especially. To it what, though? A dollar sixty. Oh my god! Per gallon. I just paid for something for gas the yeah. other day. Yeah, it's pretty okay here. It's in the three dollar range right yeah. now, so it's not depends on where I go. If I go out to like the suburbs, and it's like maybe low four, upper yeah. three something. Yeah, but here in the city limits, it's higher. Yeah, I always get gas out here in Katy. Yeah, I don't know why they do I'll that. Then I go into Houston. Doesn't make sense because when you're living in town, maybe that's why when you're living in town, you don't, I guess maybe you're not commuting you, as much here. You're not. I mean, so but they raised, in I Houston, know. I'm sorry. I feel like, but you know what? All of these outside places go through Houston right. normally to get to their jobs or mm-hmm. everyone kind of descends upon Houston during the day and then leaves at night. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of like with New York City, everyone descends on Manhattan and then they go back to the you know, the Bronx or Brooklyn, right. and all of that. So on December 7th, the day that our movie was released, Ted Turner and Jane Fonda announced their engagement. How you remember that they were romantic. married forever. I do remember that. Yes, they were married forever. We have our top 10 songs. Yeah, we do. That were released. There were a lot. I think since this is our final episode for the summer, we should just add as many as we want to. 
<laughs> okay. However, let me tell you something, Odell. Okay. December of 1990, I was not listening to the radio at all. Oh, see, there were so many on this list. And I was it's, like, oh my God, sense. That, you oh were my graduating. God, oh my God, that one. Yeah. Yeah. No, not at all. I was going through this list and I was like, I know maybe three songs. Wow. Yeah. I had, I, I listed three that I would put on here. I put three down. I'm sure some of, I assume a couple of ours are the same, but I was listening to Broadway soundtracks because 1990 was Annie. Yeah. I rehearsed for the Houston production January. We performed in April. I moved to Chicago in October. I did Annie starting October through middle of January. 91. Uh I only had a few months off from this damn show. Right. (laughs) That's it. And hard knock life you had. I did. (laughs) This one, I, for my warm up, this is the year that Miss Saigon came out on Broadway. Mm -hmm. For my warm up before the show, I would do act one of Miss Saigon. (laughs) The entire act. The entire act. I would sing all female parts. And so you'd end with, what is I still believe? I still believe. No, I'd give my life for you. Was the oh, that's right, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Great warm up song. Hits all of the notes Annie hits, and I would put on makeup during like "Why God" and <laughs> the engineer songs and stuff like that. So it was perfect. You know, it was like a perfect little warm up. That's all I was listening to was Les Mis, Miss Saigon, Phantom of the Opera, Cats, Joseph, Evita, like anything Andrew Lloyd Webber. Mm-hmm. or Claude Michel Schoenberg. That is what I was listening to. No radio ever, wow. ever, ever. Yeah. This was like the last year that I would really liked what was played on the radio. And then it kind of went meh for a few years until like, I don't know how long. <laughs> 93, 90, yeah. 92, 93 is where I started getting back into music. Okay. Like just regular mainstream. Yeah, 90s was fine until like I was kind of into the grunge. And then when the grunge started petering out, there were like several years toward the end of the 90s until Britney and like the boy band started in Destiny's Child. I was kind of not really into a whole lot. No, no. It's funny because it was when Britney and the boy bands and stuff came out that I stopped being interested. (laughs) We were totally opposite. We were on exact opposite years in the 90s. Yeah, because like Britney and the boy bands, I was kind of like, okay, but then, and Christina Aguilera, and then that's when Madonna and Janet kind of had a resurgence too. Yes, I did get into Madonna's resurgence. I did get into that. So our top 10 for this week, number 10, speaking of Madonna, Mm -hmm. is Justify My Love. A dirty, dirty song. Great, great, dirty song. Mm Number nine. Tom's Diner, mm-hmm. DNA featuring Suzanne Vega. Mm-hmm. Now I only know Suzanne Vega from Lucas or whatever that song Luca. was. That real Luca, this is that the really dun, depressing dun, song. Da, dun, da, da, that's, yes, that's yeah. what I ended up finding out. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really do enjoy that song. I will say mm-hmm. number eight, the way you do things, you do. Uh-huh. You be forty. I have no yeah, idea what that I didn't is. Like it. Okay, number seven, impulsive Wilson Phillips. Yep. I loved that, that entire, one. I had that cassette tape and wore it out. Okay. Um, number six, already on our playlist. Yes. Because it's one of the greatest 90s mm-hmm. songs ever. Groove is in the heart. Yeah, Do it is. Right. Groove is in the heart. So good. My God. Number five, love takes time. Right, yeah, Carrie? it does. Don't mm-hmm. know it. Don't really? know it at all. No. Number four, something to believe in, poison. Love the poison. Mm-hmm. Don't remember this song. That was a slow song. Okay. Number three, totally knew this song because guess why? It was a musical theater person <laughs> from a distance, Miss Bette Miller. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh, number two, I'm your baby tonight. Love that song. That yep. is a great one, Whitney Houston. And number mm-hmm. one, Because I Love You, the Postman song by Stevie B. Yes. What is that song? I'd forgotten about it until, so I had to pull it up on okay. Apple Music. And when I heard it, I was like, okay, I do remember that song. I can't believe it was the number one. Right. But I do remember that song. Okay. Okay. So for our mixtape, for our playlist, mm-hmm. our 90s playlist, which is a Mossing, along with our 80s one, we are keeping those up, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank God. I wanted to add. Mm-hmm. Well, do you want to do your... No, let me go first because I am more limited than you. All right. 
I want to add number 12, Freedom by George Michael. That's George Michael, yeah. Yes. That is one of my favorite George Michael songs ever. Okay. Okay. The other one I wanted to add, and I'm going back and forth. There. Okay. I'm going to add number 20, Ice Ice Baby. I Vanilla Ice. Number 20? Yes. Okay. Those are the two I'm going to add. Well, I'm going to add three <laughs> because okay, I can. Yeah, I do want to. Let me see what okay. you add. And then I've got um, two others. Okay. Number two, uh-huh. I'm your baby tonight. Have okay, to. good. That was on my list. Okay. Uh, number 10, justify my love. Have to. Okay, good. That was also on my list. And then the other one, number 30, After the Rain by Nelson. Ricky Nelson's The <sighs> Twins. Do you remember them? I vaguely remember them. I thought they were so hot for some reason. Interesting. I don't know that song. What is it called? After the Rain. After the Rain. Mm -hmm. I'm going to add one more. Okay. Tom's Diner. DNA featuring Susan Vega. Yeah, because our um, 90s playlist is not as long as our 80s one. So this will just add six more. I mean, of course, I was like... From a distance, but that's gonna like put the brakes uh, yeah. on our music. That's, I, I hate can't that do song. that. It was terrible, <laughs> so terrible. Did I ever tell you that you know my mom worked to Mary Kay, uh-huh. and she would have me come up to these meetings whenever someone moved up to the next level, mm-hmm. and I had my singing machine, my karaoke machine, <laughs> and I'd bring it up there, and I, they she would make me sing "Wind Beneath My Wings," which. <laughs> I think is one of the rudest songs ever written. It's so rude and presumptuous. And if I was the friend she was singing about, I don't care that it was in Beaches. And the fact that it was in Beaches is even worse. Okay? She's sitting there saying like, it must have been cold there in my shadow. Fuck you. I had my own life too, bitch. I would be so... To never have sunlight on your face... You were content to let me fly. That's your way. (laughs) Excuse me. (laughs) I had a life and a child and I was happy. Yeah, I got cancer and died. Screw you. (laughs) We all die some way. Oh my gosh. I would have been so offended. So I'm sitting there singing it. All these women in Mary Kay are sobbing and swaying (laughs) and hugging and I would run out of that place. As soon as I was done, I was like, I'm not doing this. So whenever I think of Bette Midler, like that's the big reason why I couldn't do this song. Put it on our playlist. It would put a big break to our playlist, like B-R-A-K-E. But then at the same time, I think that I would be triggered Right. I listen to this song because it reminds me too much of When Beneath My Wings. Love it. Okay. So let's chat about This Was Christmas. Mm-hmm. So we have the most popular toys for Christmas that year. And this cracks me the fuck up. Okay. One of them was a New Kids on the Block concert kit. A concert inc- kit. A concert kit, which included, so you could get the dolls because they were action figures. <laughs> I do remember the be? dolls. Yep. You could yep. get the dolls. And then I think maybe you got a poster or something. Mm-hmm. You also got personal interviews on cassette. Yeah, I do remember that because my and cousin then, had them. I was so jealous. I was 19, 18, almost 19 years old, oh and God. I wanted the new kids on the block dolls. <laughs> See, I was 12. It made a little more sense. <laughs> it does make I a little more sense. It also included a um, slim branded telephone. Like you could have a new kids on the block tele- that you plug in house those. phone. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. You could have. So that was kind of huge. The concert uh-huh. kit. I remember getting the um, the music videos that you could buy on VHS. Mm-hmm. I remember my hanging tough one. God, I loved it. Yep. I wore that out. Uh, there was also something called my pretty ballerina. It How was, pretty was she? <laughs> I mean, it looked like a toddler doll that danced on her toes. She kind of had fat legs. I'm not going to lie. There was some, <laughs> there was some cankle action. <laughs> but she danced on her toes. She never worked. <laughs> the commercial, and I watched the commercial again because I was like, I feel like this is that one. The commercial made it look like she was doing it on her own. No, you could you hold, hold her, her hand, hand and right? twirl her at the top. Yeah. She's not doing it on her own. She did not do it on carpet. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. 
but she <laughs> would go up and down on her toes. That's about it. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles were huge. And okay. the action figures, action figures were just huge in general Yeah, in 1990. Because there was also Batman the Dark Knight. Those okay. action figures. Dr. Mario was a huge gift on Nintendo. Mm-hmm. I remember playing that There constantly. was WWF Superstars action figures. Uh, okay. that, it was all about that. And this is also when Nintendo Game Boy had just come out. Like the year before, I think it was like 80, 88 or 89, it had come out uh-huh. and it hit like major popularity Okay, in 1990. Let's also talk about mid-season finales Okay, of our favorite TV shows. Okay. Okay. First, there was Beverly Hills 90210. Okay. The episode was called The Gentle Art of Listening. <laughs> Let me see if you remember. Okay. On a teen, because you watched 90210, I assume. I did. Okay. For like the first year or two. and then I Okay, kinda... well, this was, I think, season one. Okay. On okay. a teen helpline, untrained volunteer Brenda becomes the trusted contact for a date rape victim. I do remember that one. Yes. Meanwhile, yep. Brandon falls for a worldly older woman. Vaguely remember that. Oh, I totally remember that. I can't remember... Uh, I wish I'd written down the guest star's name because she was so, I mean, she had been in a bunch of things. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Okay. Wasn't as religiously, I didn't watch this as religiously as 90210. Fresh Prince. I loved Fresh Prince. I did like it. I just didn't watch it all the time. The episode was Deck the Halls when Will realizes that Ashley has never experienced a real Christmas before and goes out of his way to let her have one. He decorates the inside and the outside of the mansion. Fully and upset some neighbors. <laughs> Don't okay. remember that. Who's the boss? Okay. Now this is kind of into who's the boss. That was more eighties. Uh huh. It was called Broadcast Blues. Tony and Sam compete for a college job as a sportscaster. I think Tony had gone back to college when Sam went I to think college. He if did. I remember, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they were trying to. Because Sam left to go to college, and like, yes. how can we keep this up? Because Alyssa Milano was so popular. She was huge. Yeah, I vaguely remember that. Sam expects Tony to give it his best shot, but she's also afraid that since she's running against him, he will let her win. However, Tony's audition tape misleads Sam about his intentions. <laughs> we have Roseanne. Which mm-hmm. I watched all the time mm-hmm. until she yeah. went crazy. Yeah, she was crazy then, but it was like an accepted kind of crazy. What's crazy? What's crazy about her craziness is that she used to be so progressive as far as mm-hmm. gay rights and everything, and then now all of a sudden she's I don't like, know what happened. "Fucking yeah!" I don't know what happened. No. So this one was called Confessions. When Bev. Remember the mom mm-hmm. pays a surprise visit. Roseanne tricks Jackie into coming over because Jackie really hated her mom. I don't yes. know if you remember. It's, it's still. Awesome. Do you watch the Connors? No, I don't. It's so good. Like That's it's. What I've heard. It's like it's just like Roseanne, but without Roseanne. But yeah, everyone else is on there. Jackie, because Bev still like Bev has Alzheimer's now, though. So huh. yeah, just I think last season. Um, That's the only show like on network tv that i still watch i watch yeah. it on hulu the next day but it's i think it's the only network tv show that i actually still watch <laughs> do you remember the episode it is my favorite scene of jackie's ever i loved jackie yeah yeah where <laughs> there someone dies in the family and so jackie roseanne makes jackie call the grandmother i think okay to tell her and she's uh-huh. telling her she's like uncle whoever it was uncle jim has passed or it was like, Uncle Jim has left us. He passed. And you can tell, like, the grandmother's saying something. He died. <laughs> He's dead. <laughs> He's gone. Like, she starts, like, just screaming. <laughs> He's dead. And then finally she goes, He's fine. He sends his love. Bye. <laughs> just hangs up. It's amazing. One of my favorites of her is when Roseanne and Dan and Jackie are, they found a joint in one of the, I think it was Darlene's. Oh, yes. And they're smoking in the bathroom and, you know, flashes forward a few hours. Yes. And they're just blitzed. And all of a sudden, Jackie, they move the shower curtain and she's in the tub. She's like, did I die? Oh, my God. Am I in the sink? (laughs) (laughs) She's incredible. Incredible. Well, in this one, Roseanne, uh, well, they, she, Roseanne tricks Jackie into coming over. 
for her, um, you know, share of the mother's abuse because mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. horrible. Roseanne is crushed when Bev says she and the girl's father always considered Roseanne as the ordinary one who was destined to be a housewife and mother while Jackie had creative potential. Mm-hmm. I remember this really well. Bev's praise quickly turns to anger when Jackie admits having thrown away an admission letter to a design school her parents wanted her to attend. Yeah. I remember that really well. I remember that one. Yeah. yeah. There was The Wonder Years. Yeah. I never really watched The oh Wonder my Years. Gosh. Well, this one was called A Very Cutlip Christmas. While at the mall, Kevin's surprised to find Jim Coach Cutlip playing the seasonal job of Santa Claus. And Cutlip realizes that Kevin knows he gives him preferential treatment in gym class in hopes that Kevin won't tell his secret. Now, I assume this is because he was working a second job and didn't want people to know yeah. that. Not, More oh, God, likely. don't spoil Santa. Or that. Or that. <laughs> then we've got Doogie Hauser. Did you watch Hardly Doogie? Watch oh my that. gosh. Okay. Mm-mm. This is for the people that were my age. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was an episode called A Woman Too Far. Doogie is attracted to Lisa, a nursing student who he asks out behind Wanda's back. Doogie learns that a trucker with stomach pains caused by stress has two wives and two families unbeknownst to each other. Oh, scandalous. Merry Christmas. <laughs> and then the last one is Cheers. It was called Woody Interruptus. And this is another one, like, who's the boss that was like, it was going to be out in just a couple of years. Yeah. And this one, Kelly returns from France with a male friend who says he's going to steal her from Woody. Remember, Woody and Kelly were like Vaguely. young and, and, you know, innocent. Yeah. Woody deals with this by deciding to sleep with Kelly. Oh, no. What? No. Woody. Kelly got some Woody. She did get some Woody. <laughs> then we've got um, the next day after this was released was the Christmas episode of SNL, which is always one of my favorites. Yeah. This one was hosted by Tom Hanks, and it had okay. Edie Brickle and the New Bohemians as the musical okay. guest. This was Tom Hanks' fifth episode to host, which, of course, wow. he, Steve Martin, Elliot Gould, and Paul Simon welcomed him into the Five Timers Club. Okay. And this was also the first episode that Adam Sandler was in. Oh, nice. Kind of a big episode. Mm-hmm. That's all I got for you as far as our nostalgic right. trip. Mid-season okay. finales, action figures. And no Sweet Valley High this month. Fudge. Was there not? Did you look it up? I don't know. I oh, crap. Let me it. look it up real quick because this is going to be our last Sweet Valley High for a little bit. December 1990. We have got... Because you know there was one. Oh, yes. It was ep- episode. It was number 71. Okay. Starring Jessica. And yes, no, I said it like that, that because there's an exclamation <laughs> point at the end of it. <laughs> Jessica and Lila become rivals again when, of course, when vying to appear on Eric Parker's TV talk show. Lila's sometime rival Bruce aids her, having his own score to settle with Jessica. Can Elizabeth's own trickery hold back Lila and Bruce? Oh, no. Now, this is when I was in the height of reading Sweet Valley High. Yeah, see, I think I stopped reading after Regina died of the overdose. <laughs> Remember the deaf girl that oh, dated Bruce Patton oh, yes. who died of the overdose? We, yeah. Oh, yeah. And he, like, she humanized Bruce Patton. Mm-hmm. She really did. She, but then he went back to his old ways after she died. Of course he did. Until Sweet Valley Confidential, when it turns out he and Elizabeth do the shag that's right okay so that was the only one but yes i would read sweet valley high in my little apartment in chicago above the theater i would read it in the bathroom so that i could look in the mirror and i would do all of the parts (laughs) it was amazing so i definitely bought starring jessica all right let's take a break A scientist builds an animated human being, the gentle Edward. The scientist dies before he can finish assembling Edward, leaving the young man with a freakish appearance accentuated by the scissor blades he has instead of hands. Loving suburban saleswoman Peg discovers Edward and takes him home, where he falls for Peg's teen daughter. However, despite his kindness and artistic talent, Edward's hands make him an outcast. 
guess it's better than having dildos for hands. That would be. I mean, I was when I was watching it, I was like, what would make what could be worse than scissors on your hands? That would be pretty. I don't know. I think he'd be very popular. With chainsaws? Oh no, with dildos. Oh yeah. (laughs) He'd be very popular. And of course, he got his own popularity in this because of his amazing haircuts. Which is my favorite part of it. But I noticed this time that most of them were short on one side and swept to the other side. Yes. Where it was longer. Definitely looked like they were covering up a a mistake. (laughs) Yes. And it kind of looked like the wind was blowing a certain way. (laughs) It did. You know? Um, But I loved especially the cuts on the dogs. Mm -hmm. And that poodle cut he did. Like the first one. The white standard size poodle. God, that was so popular. Mm -hmm. Early 90s. You, I don't really see poodles around anymore. Everyone breeds a poodle, like cross breeds a poodle. Right. Now, yeah. like the golden doodles and things like that are so popular. Yeah. Everything. Burn, everything up is here we have the, the burn doodles, the Bernese, uh, oh. and the shep doodles, like the sheepdog and the poodles. I mean, they're adorable. They and they've are, got that yeah. fluffy, they always seem to get like the, the um, contour of the hair. You know, like mm-hmm. they're so fluffy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you don't see poodles anymore, just regular old poodles. And when you do, you don't see the haircut. You don't see the balls on the head and the ears no. and the tail yeah, and yeah. the feet and all that. Right. That is going, I just decided that will be my next dog and it will be cut. It will have balls. Night. Oh, it'll have balls all over it. <laughs> all over it with a giant cock and balls on its back. It'll be amazing. Amazing. So this was made in 1990. It was actually filmed like the majority of the filming was March to April or March to to July of 1990. Mm. It came out in December. So the top 10 movies going into this week were the following. Number 10 was Jacob's Ladder. Vaguely remember that. I don't think I ever saw it. Never saw that. Number nine, Child's Play 2. Hello. I think I I know I saw it. I just... I don't remember. Oh, was that when Andy, wasn't the kid named Andy? Andy, yeah. He was in school, like military school or something, and Chucky came back to find him. Was that the one? I think so. That sounds familiar. I just know I saw Child's Play 1, 2, and 3. Yeah. Number eight, Ghost, which explains Mm. the resurgence in the top 40 of Unchained Melody, which I think was number 40, The Righteous Brothers. I think so, yeah. Number seven. The Rescue is Down Under. This is when we went through that phase of Disney before doing the renaissance of Little Mermaid, mm-hmm. which was, I think, like 1989. Yeah. And then this was like the last plug of these random late 70s, 80s animated features. Yeah. yeah. Which I didn't care for Rescuers Down Under, but God, I love the Rescuers. Yeah, I don't know that I ever saw The Rescue Regenerator. I know we had the video of it, but I don't know that I watched it. It was like that and The Great Mouse Detective that came out around the same time that I was just mm-hmm. like, mm. And The Black Cauldron. The Black that Cauldron. Was 80s, right? Yeah, that was early 80s. Yeah. Sword in the Stone. Like, it was all in that I loved kind of Sword mix. in the Stone. I don't know if I ever saw that, honestly. It was in the 70s, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Number six, Rocky Five. Number five, Predator 2. (laughs) Sequels became very popular. And you know what started the sequels? Do you know the movie Uh, that started them? Jaws? No. Godfather Part 2. That's the one where it was like part two, part three. Like that, adding the the Roman numerals, that's Mm -hmm. what became very popular was Godfather Part 2. So we have Rocky Five and Predator 2. Number four, Dances with Wolves. Never saw uh, the movie. Oh, really? No. It's pretty good. I haven't seen it in years, but I saw it when it first came out. Hmm. Number three, Three Men and a Little Lady. Okay. So I don't know that I ever saw that. I saw Three, men, three and men and a Baby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Number two, One of the Greatest Ever, Misery. Oh, God. I haven't God, seen I, that in forever. I haven't seen it in forever. I say it's one of the greatest just from the memory of when I saw it back then. <laughs> They're doing the stage version of it here uh, out in Beaverton, which is um, near Portland. It's a Portland suburb. And it's an immersive, like they have the entire theater set like you're, you are, the audience is in the cabin. Oh. 
and everything like there's different rooms around the stage or like in the whole theater and so it's very immersive like you are experiencing oh my gosh at least that's how they're um marketing it oh that would be are you gonna go see it maybe oh please see it i want to hear about it I'll probably scream like a little bitch. Of course you will. You are a little bitch. <laughs> Number one movie. Surely you can guess it. Oh, come um, on. December 1990. We talked about it earlier. Home Alone. Yes. Okay. Of course. Now, December 7th, Edward Scissorhands did not make top 10 because it was okay. the limited release. December 14th, right. though, when it was wide release, came in at number three. Okay. And Home Alone beat it. And I can't remember. That was still number one. I can't remember what number two was. Uh, the budget was $20 million, But over time, it made $86 million. So they did, okay. they did well. The Rotten Tomatoes, 89% critic score, okay. 91% audience score. Okay. The consensus was the first collaboration between Johnny Depp and Tim Burton. This is a magical modern fairy tale with gothic overtones and a sweet center. That is such a perfect way to describe it. This is the first kind of weirdo character that Johnny Depp played, right? Uh, yeah, because he was coming off of 21 Jump Street at this time. Yeah. And before he had done Nightmare on Elm Street. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what else. This was like kind of the big one for him. Yeah. Because I, and I was watching it too. And I was like, oh, I feel like this. I've seen some of these set pieces in some other Tim Burton oh, <laughs> movies. for sure. This one made me wonder how influenced he was by Dr. Seuss. Honestly. Yeah, yeah. And he had based Edward Scissorhands on a drawing he made back when oh, he was wow. a teenager. Which, uh-huh. weirdo. I mean, awesome. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the other movies that were released this week, and I think... This one was number two, was Look Who's Talking To. Okay. Again, a sequel. Mm-hmm. Also, another movie that is so good that we will do for next summer if we come back is Mermaids. Another Winona Ryder movie. one. Mm-hmm. Came out the same week as the wide release. Okay. It's so good. God, I love that movie. And another new one that came out that week that was in the top 20 at least was Havana. I have no idea what that is. I think it was actually top 10. Uh. I don't know what it is. So this movie, of course, was written and directed by Tim Burton. There was another writer, Carolyn Thompson, I believe, who helped write it. But it is a Tim Burton movie through and through. Yeah. Score Danny Elfman. This was the fourth collaboration of Danny Elfman um, and Tim Burton. However, Tim Burton, uh, Danny Elfman was not the first choice. Tim Burton really wanted the cure. To do the soundtrack. And I mean, Edward's hair is based on Robert Smith from The Cure. Yeah. What had um, Tim Burton done before this? Because this, when I think of Tim Burton, like this is the the first, like the first one that I think he had of him doing. Right. That's a great question. I'm sorry. Let me look that up because I did not look it up before. I forget, but did you know? So, like, we have this three was my first throw- one to know him. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have three throwbacks to other movies that we've watched, like connections to this movie, right? So, like Diane Weist, who's the mom in this, was the mom in Lost Boys. Yes, yes. Alan Arkin is in this one. He was the voice of Schmendrick in The Last Unicorn, and then we have yes. Kinshata Farrell, who was in Mystic Pizza. Oh my gosh. She yes, was one of the right. neighbor ladies. That's in this. Right. So we have connections to some other movies that we've done. Okay. He had actually done a lot before okay. that we're not thinking of. Um, Frank and Weenie. Okay. He was, that was before this. That was, he did it as a short first and uh, then okay. the full movie came out. Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Oh God. I didn't know he did that. Yeah. He directed a, um, an episode of Fairy Tale Theater. Hello. He directed okay. Beetlejuice in 1988. Oh, oh, he did. He directed Batman in 1989. Oh, that's right. Yeah. He did the Batman and Batman Returns. Batman, yep. Oh, duh. Okay. Never yeah. mind. I'm so stupid. he had done quite a bit, actually, yeah. before. Yeah. yeah. Um, he was definitely well-established. I totally... And yes, of course, Beetlejuice was before that. Totally forgot about yeah. that. So, but it's kind of funny because, you know, doing Batman and Beetlejuice, like Michael Keaton was his guy. Yeah. And then Johnny Depp became his guy. And we mm-hmm. always associate Johnny Depp with Tim Burton. Yeah. So in this was, of course, Johnny Depp, Edward, 
Winona Ryder played Kim, the daughter. Diane Weist, perfection, was Peg. Yep. Mm-hmm. The dad, I can't think of his name right now, was Alan Arkin. Mm-hmm. We had a bunch of recognizable faces in The Neighbor, like the female neighbors. Yeah. Kathy Baker mm-hmm. played um, the seductress in this. We had Kachata. 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 Farrell. We had, did you recognize the girl who was in the episode of Sex in the City? She was the realtor, the realtor. I don't know why that took so long to say. She was the realtor that Samantha was like, I can't believe you weren't going to show me this place. And the realtor was like, I can't believe that you were dealing with another realtor. (laughs) And Samantha was having sex with him when, when the woman walked in. Anyway, as soon as I heard her voice, when she's like, I just want you to promise me one thing. And Samantha goes, my firstborn. And she goes, oh God, no, I don't even want my own kids. (laughs) So it was filled with those. And then of course, Anthony Michael Hall. Yes, first turn as a villain. First turn as a villain and kind of buff. He had been in Johnny Be Good where he played a quarterback and was starting to look older than his breakfast club. Yeah, like puberty. and Yeah, yeah. and now he was getting kind of buff. And in this Uh one, I remember this is the first one I saw where I was like, oh, hello. Yeah, I remember like in Johnny Be Good because I love Johnny Be Good Mm -hmm. because Robert Downey Jr. was in that too. Yes. And And that's when I first was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's when I was first like, oh, he he's kind of cute. He's not just the nerd from no. Sixteen Candles and Breakfast Club. Yeah, no, he he got really cute. And now he looks haggard. <laughs> oh, girl. <laughs> yeah, some of these '80s stars did not age well. Yeah. And then you have Robert Downey Jr., who yeah. still looks amazing. Robert Downey Jr. and George Clooney. So we both saw this. I saw uh-huh. it in the theaters. You saw it. Shortly after. Later on HBO. Yeah. Yes. Let me tell you some fun facts about this movie. Okay. Well, first, did you like it? Like, is this- I a, did. Are you a fan of this movie? Yeah. Yeah, I am. I hadn't seen it in a long time. Yeah. So there were things that, of course, like scenes that I had forgotten about, like the seductress lady. Right. When she And then I forgot that it started with him trimming the hedges into shapes and how yeah. he kind of reshaped the entire neighborhood. and. And it's kind of like a, almost like a, a whimsical version of Frankenstein. Yes, absolutely. And that's another person who was in it. The inventor was Vincent Price. Yeah. And he was supposed to have a much bigger role, except he had emphysema and Parkinson's. So that kind of limited him. Yeah. This one with Johnny Depp, we're talking about this was kind of his first, like, I think people associate this with his kind of big first because this was Definitely one that did not rely on his looks. Yeah. You know, I mean, Johnny Depp is gorgeous. Uh-huh. Um, but him as Edward, I mean, with the thin lips, the very pale skin. Shaved off um, eyebrows. Shaved off eyebrows. This was not relying on 21 Jump Street, Johnny Depp. Yeah. In any way. Uh-huh. Uh, this was, like I said, the first collaboration. So we're going to get into this in a minute. Actually, never mind. We'll come back to that. Okay. Uh, another, uh, Diane Weist was the first to sign on. And I will say Diane Weist in this movie is perfection. Yeah, she's always. She always is. She plays the same character, but she just fits that character so well. She's so, but like, th- she plays the perfect mom that you would want. Yeah. Right. However, like when I think about her role in parenthood and her struggle with having a teenage daughter and a son, especially now being the parent of two teenagers, Uh teenage daughter and a son who is kind of shutting himself off from everyone. Mm -hmm. She is perfect in that movie. She's so incredible. Like, even though it's kind of the same type of role, the mom role. Yeah. Yeah. Man, she's the only one I could see. Like, filling that part and being that kind of mom that is equipped to deal with that, you know? Mm -hmm. But in this one, she's so sweet. Avon calling. (laughs) So unbelievably sweet. I bet she would have invited you to sing Wind Beneath My Wings at her Avon. Absolutely would have. Had she been successful at Avon, (laughs) she totally would have. Yes, no, there's no doubt. The little here's a really fun little bit of trivia. 
Okay. And then after that, we're going to take a break, if that's all right. Okay. Is the little blonde boy, you remember as they're driving, you see the kids on the slip and slide. Uh-huh. The little blonde boy. Uh-huh. One, Nick Carter. <laughs> wow. I know. Isn't that weird? That's so random. And also considered for the role of Jim, the villain, uh-huh. was Sean Astin. Okay. He turned it down because he just wasn't comfortable playing a villain. Yeah, I can't imagine I can't, him playing a villain. I mean, all I think now is Bob. Yeah. Samwise Gamgee and Bob. That is Sean yep. Astin. Yep. Uh, Christian Slater, Kiefer Sutherland, Keith Coogan, and River Phoenix were also considered for the role. River Phoenix would have been amazing. As the villain? As the villain. But he would also okay. have been wasted. Yeah. Christian Slater would have been amazing. He would have been good. Yeah. Because he Did had you only ever see done this the volume? after. I never saw that movie. It's so good. I was obsessed with that movie. Yeah, I've never seen that movie. I need to see it's it. It's so good. Because I love I think it's me on some HBO old right school Christian Slater. Yeah. Heather's, I think, I think Heather's came out before this one. It had it was already like come out. 80s. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. It definitely had already come out. Put Winona Ryder on the map. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. All right, do you want to take a break? Because I have a it. little quiz for you. Okay, so I said this was the first collaboration. Uh-huh. Johnny Depp and Tim Burton. They did eight movies. They've done eight movies total. Okay. This is the first one. Okay. What are the other seven? Um... Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Yes, except it's called Charlie and the Chocolate Charlie Factory. Charlie and Chocolate Factory, <laughs> yes. Um, they did Sweeney Todd, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. They did, the, what's that, Alice in Wonderland? Or yes. Alice in Wonderland. And then the, they did Through the Looking Glass, right? Did they Tim Burton did do, do Through the Looking Glass. I don't know if Tim Burton actually, I don't have that on my list. So maybe have they done nine? Crap. Um, he did not direct Through the Looking Glass. Okay. Three. I'm trying to think of well four because Edward Scissorhands. Okay, mm-hmm. and then they did the something dark. Yes, dark shadows. The, dark shadows. Yes, yep. yes. Based on the soap opera. Mm-hmm. Um, did Tim Burton do the Lone Ranger? No. Okay, didn't think so. I can't think of the other three. Sleepy Hollow. Oh, that's right. Yep, love that one. Ed Wood. Okay. And then Johnny Depp voiced someone in Corpse Bride. Oh, Corpse Bride. Yep. Yeah. So those were their big ones. Now, one thing okay. I do want to talk about that we're going to put our own little spin on this. Okay. Is a little therapy session. Okay. Because Edward, come, first of all, let's talk about therapy for Edward. Okay. <laughs> He's invented uh-huh. by Vincent Price, the inventor. Right. Yep. He has scissors for hands, which I don't know why we made scissors for hands to begin with. That was my big question with this whole thing. Is like, why was that your first choice? Because he brings the mannequin hands later. Yeah. It's like, why didn't you start with the mannequin hands? <laughs> yeah. I feel like you would do a human and then add like some fun bits about him. Right. You know, like where scissors can pop out of his fingers or something like that. Like right. if that's what you wanted. Or you know what? With hands, he can just grab a pair of scissors. Right. <laughs> so I was very confused about that. So this yes. man, Edward Scissorhands, Edward has scissors for hands. His inventor is about to give him hands and dies. Yes. And he said he just didn't wake up. What happened to the, the inventor? Yeah, because did he just like die of old age? Did he just have a heart attack? Well, what happened to when, him afterwards? Did Edward bury him? Did he leave right. him to just kind of rot? <laughs> his whole true. thing was he didn't wake up. Yeah. There's no, he died. And when he said like, cause Kim says, hold me. And he says, I can't. Right. And so for some reason I had it in my head. I remembered him hugging the inventor for giving him the hands and stabbing the inventor. But then oh. when I rewatched it, that didn't happen. No, that didn't happen at all. So I think I just made that up, obviously. You definitely did. And you may have been kind of blending Jim, the villain. Yeah, yeah. With Edward stabbing him. Yes. Scissors. Okay, let's go to... So, I mean, like, what do you think Edward realized just how fucked up he probably was? 
maybe, maybe he cut him up and no. ate him because how would he get food? How has Couldn't he go been to the grocery eating? store? I thought right. of this when, but he's also in an, like, he wasn't human. Right. We don't really know what Edward was. Exactly. What he was made of, what animated him. I mean, obviously he was able to feel things. So there was some sort of human element. And you have at the beginning, you know, Vincent Price holding up the heart. Yeah. To this obvious, like, mannequin kind of robot thing. Mm-hmm. Was that Edward? I guess. I think that was him making Edward. Do you I think, think there we're was thinking a penis? about this way too much. I know. Do you think there was a penis? <laughs> Probably a dildo. Did he give him a penis before hands? That just seems irresponsible. Well, then, and then he doesn't have hands. I mean, he can't masturbate with scissors. No. How did he like? Did he find that out the hard way? <laughs> right. <laughs> doesn't have a dick no more. <laughs> exactly. And was that black thing, was that like, like what was underneath it? Yeah, the I don't black know. suit he wore. Yeah. I don't know. Okay, let's go to Winona Ryder. Winona Ryder okay. goes through having this kind of abusive relationship, which we all had in 1990, I think. Right. <laughs> uh, that was just kind of the standard. And this thing, I, th- this, this man, I guess for all intents and purposes to her, this man moves into her, which that is one of my favorite scenes with the waterbed. Yeah. When they're sitting there <laughs> screaming. That is hysterical. <laughs> Um, but this man moves in and I mean, like when he's looking in the camera in the TV interview and the guy's like, is there someone special? And he's looking right in the camera, you know? Right. Like there was a moment between the two of them. Girl, you're not even in the room. <laughs> right. There's no eye contact. Guess what? He's also looking at Jim who's next to you and your baby right. brother. And it's like, was she just watching, waiting for him to say yes? But then he electrocutes himself. <laughs> Which is incredible. I loved that as well. I, but then they, they go off and, you know, he gets in trouble. Now it looked like Jim closed the door on him. Yeah. It wasn't an accident. It was to frame Edward for something. Because he was just a dick. That's like, I feel like this was a setup. I always thought that from the first time I watched it, that they took him over there just simply to set him up because Jim was like, I don't want this weirdo living with my girlfriend's family because it's going to reflect on me. So we got to make him look like this bad dude to get him out of the picture. Right, right, right. Yeah, I don't know. All right. The little brother, Mm -hmm. which why didn't Edward just get off of him? Like he pushed him out of the way. Yes, he pushed him out of the way. Get off of him, man. Right. Stop struggling. Just get off of him. You can stand up and say, are you okay? Then you wouldn't have had to worry about cutting his face. Yes. What therapy do you think that little boy needs? I mean, this has got to, this man coming into your life with scissors, and I do love how everyone just acts like it's part of the thing. Like, right. He's got to, like, they have a barbecue and everyone's eating him. <laughs> but it did make me wonder why he was eating, because does he have to? Because I doubt he ever has when you watch him trying yeah. to eat the peas. Unless he. Cut up his cut dad up his and he's dad been just... feasting on dad for the last several years. Yes, which is very possible. And how did he wipe his butt? How did he? Did he need to wipe <laughs> his butt? Does he have a butthole? What is he? What Where does is the food go? Edward? I'm very confused by what he is. And I yeah. assume, I mean, like you see at the end and at the beginning, you see Winona Ryder as an old lady, mm-hmm. which it kind of cracked me up because it does kind of sound like her now, not that she's an old lady by any means, right? but definitely grown up, you know, from when she was 20 years old, 19 years old, whenever she did this. But so I thought I was like, Oh, she actually did a really good job. And the Mm -hmm. makeup for the old woman was fabulous. Right. That was Winona Ryder. Yeah. So they did a really great job, but obviously he never aged. He's still making it snow in the Mm -hmm. town. Mm-hmm. What are you, Edward? What are you? <laughs> I'm very We're perplexed need by this. Someone to let us know. Seriously. And I do love Peg and God, why can't I think of Alan Arkin's character name? Bill? I think something maybe. generic. Something, yeah. Yeah. I loved Alan Arkin in this. Mm-hmm. He's so good just in anything he did. Yeah. So then at the end, 
I love how Jim's lying there dead. And then they all walk away. Like the neighbors come out and they're like, is he dead? About Edward. And when a writer shows his hand, why is no one going in there to verify? Are y'all just leaving a body in there? Are you guys as confused about what he is as I am? And I was confused because I guess maybe I just didn't understand the layout of the castle or wherever he lived because she runs from upstairs. She's outside where the, where I thought the people were. Then all of a sudden she's inside again, grabbing scissors and then she's back outside. So I don't know if there was like a courtyard between like she had to run down the stairs, go through the courtyard and then back into the front part of the castle. So she could go outside to confront everyone. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I, I was confused matter. by the layout as well. I don't know where anything is. And why did he keep so many sets of scissor hands? I assume when he that intended the, to give him real hands anyway. <laughs> I assume that maybe the inventor had made those. I just feel like hands would have been easier. Yeah. Than like all these scissor hands. The time you spent, sir, mm-hmm. making all of those scissor hands, you could have just given him hands. Right. I don't understand parts of this movie. No, when you sit down and think about it, <laughs> there's a lot of like, what the fuck? It's kind of ridiculous. And at the same time, do I get teary-eyed watching it? I do. <laughs> right. What the hell? Only yeah. Tim Burton could make you feel anything about something that is so... Impossible. Impossible. <laughs> and ridiculous. Yeah. Yet, tug at your heart. like that description of the the consensus where it's a fairy to modern day fairy tale uh-huh. with the gothic element uh-huh. and a sweet center absolutely that is the perfect totally. description of this movie yeah all right so i think all the characters would need therapy after this for sure or just a general as we did in 1990 general sweeping under the rug which is yep. what I assume happened. Okay, that happened. Let's move on. Let's move on. Okay. Kim's Don't about ever to talk graduate. about this again. Great. All right. You want some trivia? Sure. Not that it really matters because you've already won. I'm so far ahead of you. Uh, yes, I believe you said I was seven ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. First question. All right. How many, these are all involving the 90s. We're just going to okay. stay in this decade. How many Americans tuned into the O.J. Simpson verdict? This is multiple choice. Okay. 50 million, 75 million, 95 million. 95 million. Yes. Good work, I figured sir. it was higher. Oh, my gosh. Number two. Okay. Macaulay Culkin was the first child actor ever paid a million dollars for a role. What was the movie? My Girl. Yes. You've already asked me that one. Shut up. No. Oh, God. See, that's. It was something along those lines. I think maybe it was like, how much did he make for my girl or something? Oh, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. What fashion accessory was invented by a high school teacher? Jelly shoes. No. Put on the damn timer. Uh, um, Not jelly shoes. You get two more guesses. The slap bracelet. Yes. (laughs) Really? Jerk. (laughs) Yes. All right. These last two, I was going to like give you freebies because I thought maybe you could catch up, but who's pointless? What is considered the first reality TV show? Real World. Yep. And what two actors voiced Simba? Um, I forget the kid's name. Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Very good. And, and um, Matthew Roderick. Very good. Okay. I guess we don't right. do the wheel tonight. Or today. We don't do the wheel today. You won 27 to 25. Oh, I love it. God, I love winning. trivia. I really do. I get very upset. I had a long talk with my daughter about my love of winning and that that's where she gets it from. And that's why we don't play board games together. Because we get very upset. Awesome. All right. Yeah, we don't have to spin the wheel because we're not coming back next week. But um, we were going to watch Vision Quest. So if you want to watch Vision Quest, go for it. It's Madonna's. Movie debut is Madonna's in, in it. Movie, she's a lounge, like a singer at a bar. Oh my god! She sings "Crazy for You." That was <gasps> "Crazy for You" was on that soundtrack, and she sings "Gambler," which is another song. This was 1985, did. right? Yep. 
Nice. So right when she was kicking off, has Matthew Modine, Linda Fiorentino. It's about a wrestler. I started watching it today. It was pretty good. Only about 20 huh. minutes in. All right. Well, um, maybe we'll see you next summer if we get our shit together. We will see you next summer. I'm determined. All right. Well, you keep me honest. Oh, <laughs> you know, that's not going to work. But all right. <laughs> no, you're going to forget because I'm going to text you and be like, do you want to um, record back where we belong? It's time. And then I won't hear from you. <laughs> no, this is very true. Impossible. I apologize. <laughs> all right, y'all. Hope you had a great summer. Thanks for tuning in with us. We'll hopefully see you again soon. We will. thanks so much for listening please be sure to tell all of your friends about us especially any fellow gen xers and don't forget to follow us on social media and your favorite podcast app and be sure you're set to auto download so you never miss an episode and while you're there leave us a five-star rating don't forget to visit backwherewebelong.com to gain access to our ultimate playlists pick up some merch and do a deeper dive into all of our episodes thanks again we'll see you next week 